Just a warning, what you're about to see is a bit graphic. Shit! Here it is! Monday, October 2, 2023. Fucking October already. Sweet. We are Christ. like six weeks away from some Christmas shit. <laughs> it's absurd. Six weeks? Eight weeks? I guess eight weeks until December, but I mean, it's Christmas whenever you want it to be, really. Uh, yeah, I think my months are all fucked up. That's it's right. Christmas right now. It isn't, though, and I'm grateful for that. <clears throat> Christmas whenever you want it. What kind of ridiculous nonsense is that? Who are we to be happy all the time? <laughs> I don't Not know. Not us. Not Philadelphia. Do I have an echo today? I feel like I have an echo today. No, but it looks like you're in a rave right now. Oh, God damn it, dude. You notice that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I'm usually on the other side of the couch, but my dog's sitting there right now. So, you know, we make do. We. I don't want to disrupt the little guy. Um, but know that, uh, every once in a while that fucking overhead light, even when it's not powered on. So my house is probably going to blow up, but even when it's not powered on, I'll see in the windows, just little flickers. And I'm like, that can't be good. Um, and it's not like that's not my current field of employment. <laughs> yeah, who needs diagnosing to? the origin and cause of fire. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, it is brutal. Uh, thank you for calling attention to it, because now I'm I usually, since I live here, I block it out. But now I'm going to notice it the whole fucking show. So if I have a seizure or an aneurysm or something, just know that you caused it. It's just causing your lighting to freak out. Every so it looks like you're in a disco, like a pulsing light. So. <laughs> 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 Sorry about that, buddy. <clears throat> um. How, how you doing, man? It's uh, like I said, you look like you're ready for Phillies postseason with the only Phillies jersey that you own. Mm. It's not the only one. I know you own a Mickey Moniac jersey. I have I Mickey Moniac's MLB debut jersey. I would buy that. For I got you. a bunch of Spencer Howard jerseys. Oh fuck! I forgot that you were you and I were the Spencer Howard guys. Mm-hmm. Boy, we were wrong. Yeah. I have God a couple Jake Arrieta. I have a retro blue as well for Arianna. Really? And his red jersey. And I just bought Noah Syndergaard's team-issued uh, World Series jersey from last year. Uh, didn't you do that while we were on the show Yeah, last week? I think so. I think it was That's the end of I last thought. week. Yeah. yeah. I liked Noah Syndergaard for, for what it's worth uh, last year, like for, for what he was able to kind of bring. Um, not a great pitcher, but he was a fun guy to have around. Got game-worn Bohm, a game-worn Nola, a game-worn Wheeler. Uh, an issued Real Muto, and yeah, very nice. All right, you have way more than I thought that you did. Yeah, you have, you have uh, more than me, yeah. Yeah, quite a decent Phillies collection. I haven't gone overboard with it though, just because I don't see a reason to. But I've got a couple for uh, each style and color. I got Clay Buckholtz team issue jersey. That's hilarious to me. I actually remember that one from the way way back. 
you mentioning this before. Yeah, I don't even think it was on one of our shows. I think it was on someone else's show. It may have been. Um, yeah. But you mentioning that fucking jersey. <sighs> Clay Buckles, man. Clay Buckles. What possessed you to buy a Clay Buckles jersey? Just out of curiosity. I like Clay Buckle. Right. One of those guys I was happy when he signed with the Phillies and then he played like three games and got hurt and that was the end of that. Um, okay. You know. Sure. He did but, play like three games. Him and Charlie Morton, man. I swear, it was Charlie Morton the first thing the Phillies got right in free agency. They saw something in him and they were like, we're going to give this guy a one-year deal just to see, but I think he's got something special. He goes out and he's like top five in the league in strikeouts through his first four or five starts, which I know is a very small sample size for a guy who is at this point already 10 years into his career. And then he blows out. I'm pretty sure he blew out both of his hamstrings on that pitch, by the way. Uh, so or one on the pitch and one on the landing. So he was a train wreck. Never pitched again in a Phillies uniform and would go on to go on to be a Cy Young guy multiple times. We were that close to being right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pisses me off to no end. Hey, Cam Atkinson scored. Um, watching Bobby Brink and Forrester play well, only to be demoted in the next couple of days. You know they're going to. It's going to drive everybody crazy. Well, it's not going to drive everyone crazy. It's going to drive the real ones Whoa. crazy. <clears throat> Whoa. There was okay? a lot of rum in there. Holy fuck, Jesus. Oh, man, it's that kind of an evening. You're going to drink tonight. I got apple cider with alcohol in it this time. This is the first time in uh, two weeks that I'm not on any kind of are pain you, meds. So, are you going to start, you know, ramping up your tolerance for the Christmas show? Is that what what I have in store for me on Monday night? There is. I mean, there's training <laughs> that needs to go into this. Yeah, uh, you're an idiot. <laughs> but also, uh, how is your neck? Is it? Are you good? I, I'm better. Um, feeling. Uh, I, I so. I'm probably about 80% right now. I was saying this is the first time I haven't uh, taken any pain meds in quite a few, didn't, maybe what, two weeks now, whatever it's been. Good. And uh, feeling good, still very sore overall, whatever is going on in there. My right arm's still going numb occasionally, which is a, weird. is a problem. Um, Not normal. No. That's for certain. I may have to get that checked out if it keeps up here, but yeah, feeling good. And I thought, you know what? God damn it. I'm going to drink. I haven't drank in a long time. Um, <laughs> going to medicate one way or another. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. This fucking guy. So I uh, also switched beds today. And microphones, for that matter. And microphones, yeah. The SM7B is back. The Elvis mic yeah. is retired for the year. I'll come back next summer. Yeah. But, but you uh, said you switched beds. Yeah. Did you, what, you moved it from, like, a guest bedroom? Yep. So, like... Okay. <laughs> Neither one of the beds are great, and if you've been paying attention to this show, I keep saying that when I buy yep. a new house, I'm going to buy a new mattress. And the sure. whole fucking house hunting thing is coming on a year now, and zero success. So, I was like, fuck this, and I'm pretty sure sleeping is what caused this problem in the first place. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I, like, my bed wasn't good, and I knew that, and I thought the guest bed was worse. But I checked out the guest bed, which it just serves as essentially a storage area, because I don't have any sure. real need for a guest room. So I pulled the shit off the bed late. I'm like, this bed is significantly fucking better. So, and they were both hand-me-downs from like your... Yes. Uh, where you grew yeah. up, right? Mm-hmm. So how old are they both? Um, I don't know. The guest bed was, was fairly old. Because I got to... I mean, even an older mattress like that. I mean, if it was primarily used in a guest bedroom fashion at the other place too. I, yeah. I don't know if it... Well, yeah. God, that's got like no mileage on Pretty it. Pretty much, been fucking yeah. Fucking on that on yours. <laughs> You've been sleeping on yours. 
I, you, you've been holding donut eating contests on yours. <laughs> Who's to know? Yeah. Point is, your mane has gotten some some significant damage. Yeah. So yeah, I yeah. think you're in a good way, man. Good so for you. So I swabbed it out. And of course, me fresh off the neck injury here, first day where I'm feeling good, I'm like, let's move heavy-ass mattresses up and down the halls all fucking day here. <laughs> but uh, I made it through unscathed. I don't really feel any worse than good. I did before. So that's, I guess, a good sign. But nice. uh, yeah, so I'm actually going to get some sleep. I bought a pillow, one of them fancy, like... Mm, the U's? The, 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 the... Memory foam? Memory foam, yes, that's the word I'm thinking of. Yeah. Did you get the one that has, like, the... It's shaped uh, like a lowercase b. All right, no, that's different You're supposed to, mine. like, hug your, hug your neck and sure. keep your head up and, yeah. Okay. You'll let me know that how that one works. I, uh... So... The one I had, I had bought is, like, it's it looks like it's got, like, wings. It looks like it's the middle part I of the I saw airplane. a shape like that, yeah. Yeah. So it like rests on your shoulder blades a particular way and it kind of goes down for your neck and you're supposed to like, it's supposed to help encourage you to sleep on your back the way that you're supposed to yeah. sleep. And then there's another one. Which I one. do not, which is me either. The problem. Uh, yeah. yeah. But it is amazing though. When I take naps during the day, so it's called a Navy SEAL hack or Navy SEAL nap, one of the two. Have you ever heard of them? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So for those of you who haven't, like, I think it's it's supposed to be like you can if, even if you take a nap for like as little as six minutes, you feel fully rejuvenated. And while I'll admit I've never taken a nap for as little as six minutes, I have taken like a 15 minute nap, power nap or, you know, a half hour nap. So I'll sleep on the floor. So my back, uh, like my upper back all the way down to um, you know, my lower back and like glute area is on the floor. And then my hamstrings are up against my lounge chair. And then my calves rest on the seat of the lounge chair. So all your blood flow is, is like everything's going appropriately. And then I use that pillow thing I mentioned. After 15 minutes on the floor taking a nap, I feel so much more rested and so much better than a night of sleep in either my master bedroom or guest bedroom. Hmm. It's ridiculous. I've never tried to sleep an entire night like that, though. I don't know that I can. I really do feel like that's designed for a nap. Yeah, I think Could so. Could you imagine? Yeah. I don't think I don't think that would work out. Plus, my dog sleeps with me all the time, so like he'd probably sleep with himself on the seat and his <laughs> face in my crotch. Like it would be like some weird fucking awkward bestiality position. And inner I'm sorry, inner erotica species. Um and I don't think anyone needs that. No. <sighs> but you're eighty percent better or eighty percent back. Yeah, so, feeling good, good, swapped out the bed and the pillow. So, I mean, theoretically. Now I just gotta hope my body doesn't reject the idea of sleeping on a new mattress and fuck itself up that way. But overall. Oh, yeah, I'm sure you'll get you'll be a little uncomfortable at first. But, uh, yeah. So, hopefully the worst is past. Like, I feel fine without any stuff. Just good. sore. And, but, still don't know what it is or was. Never got it officially uh, diagnosed. I did have someone on Twitter tell me that it could have been a trapezius strain. I don't even... Oh, no, I guess I do know what that is. It's it's a muscle in your back from your neck to your shoulder blades, essentially. Mm -hmm. And... Yeah, but I would assume that would, like, kind of settle, like, all the way in the, like, back of your head, almost. Which it more or less has right now. That's what's kind of left. And it was kind of the thing is, once the initial, I always thought it was a nerve problem because the first couple days, like I would walk downstairs and physically feel like an electric shock in my neck, right? I was like, fuck, that's a weird feeling. I don't like that. But 
when that kind of went away, and especially with the ibuprofen, once the you know anti-inflammatories actually started doing stuff, like when I would just lay there at you night. You mean kind when of... you take NSAIDs instead of just acetaminophen? Shut up! I listened back to that. I was like, <laughs> this fucking guy is twenty-seven years old and did not know the difference. <laughs> I did not know there was a difference between <laughs> Tylenol and ibuprofen yeah. stuff. I had no idea. And inflammatory or anti-inflammatories, just brilliant. Anyway, keep going. But uh, so I would lay in bed at night. You know, ones with the uh, Tylenol, uh, the ibuprofen and stuff. And I'm like, man, like my upper back just in, in its entirety is sore, especially on the right side. So I'm like, I wonder if that guy was fucking onto something with the trapezius thing and maybe not necessarily a pinched nerve. Because the trapezius is also one of the things you can injure while sleeping, which is how mine started, which makes a lot of sense because how the fuck do you pinch nerves sleeping? So it's also, I'm mostly certain, don't quote me on it, but I am mostly certain. Strong, strong. Or your tolerance is low, low. Both. Who knows? Um, but for those people who spend uh, a lot of time working at desks, so for someone who writes, I don't know, 104% of the articles on his own website, I have to assume the amount of time you spent sitting in an office chair type of My uh, posture sucks. I know that for sure. That's something that's and that's when I can still wear. kind of feel it the most. If you notice, I'm sitting way down in this chair. It's basically touching the floor. I used to sit up and look down at you. Now I have my chair down, so I can kind of Ooh. keep more of a straighter posture. I'll um, be honest. I like more so. I I think I I notice the microphone more than anything. Usually up here. Um, <laughs> you are. And I'm down here. So interesting. Uh, All right. Well, I know that that was a very visual thing for all of the yeah. listeners hey, to, to go know, through. Still dealing with uh, <laughs> visual humor on a podcast. Well, you know, we are quite But that's just still what I notice it the most is when I'm sore. I mean, you know, am I writing something in the morning and hunched over and I'm like, oh, that doesn't feel yeah, right. Oh, yeah, it's the shitty posture, I think, which ultimately helps contribute to this problem. But yeah, one bad night of sleep has fucked me up for like a month now. So. Well... <clears throat> I'm sure it's not just a single one night of sleep. I'm sure it's just, it was exacerbated by that night, but I'm sure it's a lot of groundwork that's been laid for, probably. you know, sitting in that chair for as many hours a day and a week that you do. And, um, you know, when you're working normal job as well. So, um, but yeah, as far as I know is like, it settles in the very base of your neck and, and all, all that tension comes up and it feels like you're getting pulled back uh which ironically is what i feel every day all day but i don't ever experience any numbness so you know knock on wood it stays the same yeah i don't know what uh what's going on there but uh you know, we're just gonna pretend it's fine until it's not there you go <laughs> and honestly that's what being an adult is right especially in the american uh, yeah the american system. healthcare system hurts, is, it's like, uh... can i afford this what happens if it's really bad which is why I never went to the anyway. doctor in the first place. I'm not racking up $20,000 in medical bills for them to tell me that it takes a month to heal dude, and you'll be fine. Dude, I am. I can't tell you how stressed I am. So now that I'm an unhealthy person, right, and having to actually go to doctors and specialists and stuff, um, I, I mean, I went almost 10 years where if it didn't have to do with my knee, I didn't go to the doctor. Um, and now having to go so regularly – they are relentless with their billing. They'll just send mm-hmm. the same bill out like a hundred times. They don't even care. You could have paid it 12 times. <laughs> and they're just like, well, we'll keep cashing it. And like, so I, if, if you were not like me, so I am someone who like, I keep a digital and a paper copy of all medical related 
billing or results or anything like that, just in case, right? Because I don't trust these people. Um, so, you know, I'm sitting there and I, I'm going through this shit. I'm getting billed. Like I get a bill and staff will see it and she'll be like, you have another bill from Doylestown Hospital. I'm like, I haven't been to Doylestown Hospital in, you know, since the last almost heart attack. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I was like, open it up. See what it said. She's like, well, you know, $500 for going on this date. And I was like, no, I don't. I was like, I've paid this already and I'll pull it out and I'll look and I'm like, they just don't give a shit. The next week, Steph's like, you have another thing from Doylestown. Are you sure you paid it? I'm like, bitch, they're the only reason I have a checkbook because <laughs> I can't figure out their online system. It never lets me in to pay. So I was like, I send a physical copy. I scan a copy of the check. I was like, good Lord, they are awful human beings. But yeah, fuck the American healthcare system. Yeah. Stupid. <sighs> but yeah. So yeah, keep fighting the good fight without, without doctors anything. Good work by you. Yeah, hey, you know what? Once I learned what an anti-inflammatory is, life Glad has changed significantly. Mm. Glad to help. <laughs> uh, can we agree that uh, that animal print is an aggressive pattern to put on clothing and it just shouldn't be worn ever? Yeah, it's not the 70s anymore. I don't care what decade or era it is. I feel like it's always been too aggressive. Uh, and when it's most aggressive, in my now humble opinion, is when I am walking my dog in the neighborhood, when it is dark out. So that could be whatever time, depending on the season, right? And there's a pack of youths all in matching cheetah print jumpsuits. Like I can't some furry see. convention or something? They're like youth youths, like young youths. Like not yet teen youths doing cartwheels and backbending things. It looks like it's like a gymnastic fucking symposium thing out there. I'm walking the dog. I'm getting ready to pick this guy up and start running the other direction, <laughs> thinking that we got jaguars in the fucking neighborhood because they're doing the, they're not walking like people. They're in the middle of the dark, and I just see flipping around and in. All in unison. It's horrifying, dude. Like, I think back to watching The Lion King for the first time, and, like, when you all of a sudden, like, the stampede happens, and you just hear a rumble, and you get this awkward feeling of, like, something ain't right, and then they start seeing all these animals in unison and start running through the screen, you're like, holy fucking shit, something bad's gonna happen. And it's youths. It's just all these youths out there, and they're just flipping around, doing cartwheels and handstands and walking on their fucking hands like a bunch of weirdos. And I'm like, I don't know what drugs these children are on or what I can't, but they're wearing animal printed stuff. It's aggressive. It is fucking aggressive because it makes you think that you're in fucking trouble. Like something is coming for you. <laughs> you're deep in your animal brain there. You're prehistoric brain. I'm tired. Dude, it's fight right or flight right now. Yeah. Right now, I'm on my ass. I am running. I am ready to pick this dog up on my back, wear him like a backpack, and just <laughs> run my bubbling ass down. Horrible. It's too fucking aggressive, man. It is too aggressive. <sighs> oh, so God. Thank you. thank you for agreeing, yeah. by the way. That that is an aggressive, or even if not aggressive, just an unnecessary wear. Especially in this day and age. It's not the 70s, man. At one point, you could have leopard print anything. These days, it just clashes with everything. It's true. Vegans will get you. 
County, man. Also, I have another I have another question to ask you. How soon into meeting someone is it appropriate for you? Let me rephrase or give a slight background. This is not a person you're meeting for any type of medical or professional anything like interaction. This is just one human to another human. However, that may be. How soon is too soon to reveal that you're on antidepressants? What's the context of the meeting? If you're, okay. are we at like a grocery store and the checkout lady is like, I'm on antidepressants. I'm like, okay, that's kind of fucked. I mean, sure. That applies. I don't know. Because I you're mean... stuck there for at least the moment. I feel like perhaps never is the appropriate thing. You don't know this person. Not just out of the blue. Yeah. Terrifying. So let me set the stage for you here. <clears throat> I am so I'm, we now work out of my business partner's house uh, as opposed to our office. Um, so we, we're basically in the process of relocating our office to his house to work out of there instead of the offices. Um, and we uh, we've started to take like a walk throughout the day once or twice throughout a shift. Right. Just to kind of get us outside, get some fresh air and make sure I don't kill him. So his brother-in-law is in between uh, living situations, right? So he's moved to the area from where they grew up, um, and he's waiting for a job to start. So before he can get into apartments, he's just staying there. I've never met this kid, guy, whatever he is. He's probably like in between my age and your age, so we'll call it like 30-ish. Never met him. He's like six five, six six, and like not like a normal six five or six six. Like he's like he hunches kind of weird, and he walks kind of slow, and he just looks like maybe there will be a serial killers documentary on him at some point on Netflix. So again, I reiterate, I've never met this guy in my fucking life. So. Me and my business partner, we go outside and we're like, all right, we're going to take a walk real quick. This kid goes, I could get some steps in. And I'm like, sure, whatever. Come on out. So we start walking. Now we're about a mile away from the house. And I haven't told this story, right? Because I'm pretty sure this happened last week. I've not heard it yet, no. Okay, good. So. (laughs) (sighs) Okay. So we're about a mile away from the house at this point. My business partner gets a call from one of our vendors. So he takes the call. Now, to this point, I have I have not exchanged a single word outside of, sure, you can come on with us, to this guy. Right now, as I tell this story, I still don't know his name. <laughs> Mile away from the house. Can't see the house. Don't know where I am. Weaving through this neighborhood that I've never been in because he just bought this house and we, he just moved in uh, two months ago. So I have no idea where the fuck I am. So my business partner, he starts walking uh, behind us uh, as he's taking this call and, and trying to answer some questions for one of our one of our vendors. I mean, 15 seconds tops. And the kid goes, so I started antidepressants last night. And I was like, well, we've taken this as far as we can take this, right? <laughs> like, why, 
what can I do? And that like, what, what do you say to a person in this particular scenario? So I was like, that's great, man. I was like, you know, I, I, I think any type of help is good help. Right. And he was like, I think so. But I also drank a fifth of Jack and I'm like, Hmm, buddy, I don't know you. (laughs) And he's just like, he reiterates to me that he hasn't felt well all day. And he thinks that it probably has something to do with mixing the two. No, you don't think. And that he doesn't think that the medication's working yet. As if medication works immediately, by the way. You don't take an antidepressant or any type of like stimulant or anything and just all of a sudden feel something the next fucking day. It doesn't work that way. Didn't know I needed a 30-year-old to sit there and, and utter this information to. Now... I tell you this to set up the back end of this story. He's told me that. I don't know where to take this. So we now walk in silence for the next five minutes. Neither one of us knowing where the fuck we are. Finally, we get to wherever the hell we're supposed to, you know, be. And we're on a path to get back to the house. Business partner, he's off the phone and he's walking. Now this guy, uh, his brother-in-law is a, uh, a landscaper. So my buddy, my business partner, he goes, Hey, now those berries on those trees, are they poisonous or are they like good to eat? And the kid who supposedly is like a lifetime, lifelong gardener looks at it and goes, I don't know. (laughs) You're either going to experience some really awesome hallucinations and then get violently ill or nothing will happen. But I suppose if you experience hallucinations and get violently ill, you could also die. Looks me dead in my eye, picks a berry off the tree, winks at me, and says, let's find out. He just told me he's on antidepressants. Do I call someone at this point? I don't know this cat. So as he sits there, we get downstairs in the basement. I pull my pants and hey, you know he ate that berry? He goes, yeah, he's a gardener. I'm sure he's in good faith. I'm sure he knows what's going on. I said, I don't think he does. (laughs) (laughs) He told me. And he's on antidepressants. And he goes, yeah, he started taking them last night. And he said, he also told me that he drank a shitload of Jack last night. Well, that he didn't tell me. I said, no. Then he told me on that walk that previously he had contemplated suicide. But he feels better now that he's on medication after one time of taking the pill. And he goes, well, that's good, right? Then it's working. I said, I don't think so, because he ate the berry, winked at me, and said, let's see. You should go upstairs and check on him. So we sat down there, and he goes, I'm sure he's fine. You ever sit after expelling some kind of, like, tension, and you know that the person you've just given that tension to is also sitting with it, but neither one of you want to address it? So you're just sitting there like... We looked at each other at the same time and we hear a gigantic fucking bang. Now, I just left. I said, well, that's my sign. I'll fucking (laughs) see you. And he's just like, well, hold on. He goes, I said, no, man, it's fucking, it's close enough to four. I'm heading out. It's your house. You got something to deal with. 
I said, I can't be here for this. I'm highly unstable. <laughs> this ain't it. This 30-year-old dude, speaking of guest bedrooms and beds that are not his, decided that at his 6'5 frame, he wanted to jump on the bed <laughs> because he just felt like it. Jumped on the bed, broke the bed frame, the bed and the, the, the box spring came through. That was the crash we heard on the floor. Buddy gets upstairs and he goes, what the fuck is going on? Because he's calling me on the phone as I'm leaving and I'm just hearing this. And on the background, all I hear is, fuck, dude, I was just jumping on the <laughs> And he just started violently throwing up everywhere. So I think it's fair to say that Barry was probably fucking poisonous. I don't know if he's still with us or not, but I just wanted everyone to know that 15 seconds after meeting someone, it is inappropriate to tell that person that level of information about your life. At least learn their name first. That is true, because I still, even as I tell the story, don't know this guy's name. I don't know if it's a real brother. I don't know if it's a half-brother. Like, I know it's not my buddy's brother. I know it's his brother-in-law, but I don't know what the... I don't know. I don't know enough. I don't know enough to know that he's on antidepressants and that at one point in his life he contemplated the, the side. All right? Oh, fuck okay. you. Horrifying stuff, I'm telling you. Just horrifying stuff. Uh, we should move to questions, though. <laughs> on that note, because I feel like I'm going to upset some people with that story. Um, ba bum bum but I kind of got a lot of questions. Like, what the fuck? Um, this person says, why does Shane believe in flat earth? Next fucking question. We were done with this. We have made it almost two months without hearing any of the shapes of the earth. Uh, this person says, what's the largest animal you could take in a fight? Well, that's a, that's a tough question because like. I couldn't take a spider. That fucker would win. Right? I know it's an insect, but still. Like a possum? I feel like that thing could murder me. That's little. But yeah, like, not all animals are dangerous it's, based it, on size. On size. Exactly. Like, I, it's how scrappy are you, right? Like, I feel like there are certain... Like, you could take a giraffe, probably. Like, could you? Yeah. Could you? I could. I don't know, man. I, just because your neck or their neck and your cock are the same length and girth <laughs> does not mean that it's an equal fucking fight. No, I like I think. I, I genuinely think it's it's like a, if you were to meet into a back alley, there are certain people that regardless of how big or small they might be, you understand that person will see red. And they will use whatever means necessary to take you the fuck out. And they have no shame in doing so. And I think there are certain animals like that, too. Um, you know, whereas I think that there are other, that's a hell of a shot, there are other uh, animals that I feel like would never, you know, in a million years, think, I'm going to hurt this person. Hmm. So... Based on that, it was a Ronnie Adderd shot. Look at that. Another yeah. guy who's never going to see the NHL. Yeah, another guy who's very talented who's never going to see the NHL. 
Um, and possibly a Couturier tip. I don't know. I can't quite tell. Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe a Faraby tip. Look at us talking hockey on this show. I know. It just warms my heart. Um, but let's just say for argument's sake. That's a ton of rum in that. Jesus. Tap dancing Christ. You've drank some, you've drank at least three or four sips while we've been on this. I know. It fucking hits me every time. I'm hoping it's going to get better. Here's what I'm saying. Like lift the glass up for me. Let me see where you're working with. You have half a glass that you can water that down some. You can go ahead and put, what is, what is it again? Apple cider? There's apple cider with uh, cherry vanilla rum in there. That seems strange, but... The cherry like vanilla rum by that... itself is shit. tastes like mucinex, but it is awesome in uh, First apple cider. All, the only problem is delicious. I put way too much of it in there. But do you put some put some more cider in there, then? And the apple cider's downstairs. All right. Downstairs in the fridge. Where am I? We're doing a show right now. Sure we are. I probably should have tasted it <laughs> if I brought it up here, but, you know. You know, feels like that would have been a right right decision to make. The alcohol is up here. Um, of course it is. Yeah, maybe try to add more of that. <laughs> See how that works. I'll start tasting good soon enough, don't I? Of course. Um, but for argument's sake, dude, what is the animal that, that you think that you could take in a fight that is a, a sizable creature? You're sticking with giraffe, aren't giraffe. you? Giraffe. Yeah. You're a fucking weirdo. <laughs> hmm. I feel like uh, I know, Shane ran away at a few girls dressed in leopard print. So I don't know if he's. This is a question. We don't know if they're really. girls, boys, them's. That's I funny. don't know. I got no idea. The what youths that... dressed in leopard youths. print. That's right. Youths. A couple of five-year-olds bouncing down the street, <laughs> and Shane's running in terror. It was horrifying. <laughs> I'm sorry. T- <laughs> Anyone moving in unison, like, that's tough. That is tough for me. That is a gang. That is what that is. <laughs> oh, the Jets and the Sharks, man. I get it. Holy. Oh, Jesus Christ. A draft. Warriors. Warriors. Come on, play. Speaking so, of cinema references to a guy who doesn't get it. So, uh, to put some context into this one, I asked everyone for their pickle recommendations uh, on Twitter today. and I fucking know you did. Prep for the show. And we got a first-time texter here who uh, Great. says, Decent Watson has a sweet horseradish pickles, and they're a 10 out of 10, would recommend. As Shane is drinking during the show. How unprofessional. I've made so many noises that will upset me on listen back to this episode. Yeah. Just so we're clear. Uh I am making my own blood run cold. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Oh my God. I why, what possessed the pickle thought today? Did you just want to make me angry? Well, I sit there every morning on every Monday morning and try and think of something to use to promote this show. Okay. And pickles was the thing that came to mind this time because I know they're your absolute fave. So I I really do. I get so irrationally angry. Oh yeah, we know over them. I just I don't know. Would you stop snoring over there, buddy? The microphone's gonna pick it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, he's just totally unbothered. He's just sitting over here. He's like, fuck it, man. I'm taking a nap. Taking a hardcore snooze over here. So Deaton Watson horseradish pickles one. You can try the, that. Not me, buddy. Not this guy. Uh, this person says, since we only talk hockey on this hockey show, what is one thing you are looking forward to seeing uh, the Flyers this season? Please don't answer with the end of the season. <laughs> you know me. <laughs> know me too well. Bobby Brink, because he's fucking awesome. He he is exciting right now. Um, he's fucking And you great. got a full, well, hurt, but still. Um, you know, what, year two years now, uh, Lehigh? Who? Bobby Brink. He was here for half of last year after he came I, back from his hip problem. Okay, so it was just last year. Yeah. I couldn't remember. He played a few games in the NHL level in the season before, before the end of the year. Yeah, that I knew too. All right. Um... Yeah, look, honestly, I... He was a I, guy that, like, so many people that I know for a fact don't watch the Phantoms talk shit on all summer long. He's not good, he's not this and that. And I'm like, as a season ticket holder, and I watched him every night, he was fucking awesome. Like, his offense wasn't there, but he admitted himself during development camp that he said he wasn't ready to come back when he did. But, I mean, he's like, sure. he's like five foot four, legitimately. He's tiny as shit. But, man, he just... Is unafraid hey. to work hard, especially in that size. It is super, super noticeable. When you get to the AHL level, and this was a thing, you know, when Morgan Frost was there, when he made his debut in 1920, like, as an undersized guy, he was overwhelmed immediately. Absolutely. And just, and still to this day, just can't really get it done, no matter what Bill Meltzer says. But, you know, <laughs> Brink was the opposite. He's five foot four, and he's out there, and he's banging bodies and working and scoring and you know the off he had 28 points in 41 games which isn't that bad again considering he's coming back from hip surgery with eight points in his last eight games of the season you know he was fucking awesome like it is not very often my favorite player is a forward because i've always been a defense slash goaltending kind of guy but i fucking love bobby brink that guy's awesome so to see him show up to this preseason and fucking earn this spot Super cool to see. Feel justified in my hockey watching abilities that I got an eye for talent still. <laughs> I think this new era of hockey is is accepting to skill sets uh, and body frames like him now. Um, you know, the, the game is still physical, but it isn't the type of brute physicality that diminishes a skill like a, a, a smaller framed guy where they have to really like carve out. Yeah. yeah, you know, like there's certainly you still need to be, you know, physically sound, you know, along the boards. Um, you know, but it's, it's to me, it's so much more about speed and hand strength than anything. Um, you know, for, for some of these smaller framed guys, but, um, for me this year, uh, I actually, this is a year that I'm very much so looking forward to. I know that's a very unpopular opinion. Um, but I want to see, uh, I want to see if guys that took steps last year, take another step this year, um, which is important to me. Um, and I also want to see how committed the organization really is to the, a smart development path for the guys that we likely know are starting in Lehigh. I want to know if these guys are AHL bound for the season because they've made some of the contractual obligations that they have. Uh, you know, it's a veteran presence types of type of guys. Um, and I want to see if, if the Bobby Brinks of the world of the Ronnie Adams of the world, um, if they really show out and show that they are 
beyond uh, what the AHL calls for, that they make the the necessary you know decision for them and bring them up. Um, I've thought a lot about it. As frustrated as I have been with some of the veteran signings, I do think that establishing some sort of core that connects with the coach, not core going forward, but core of um, of like style and expectation. To know that there are a unified player coach front to help the young guys as they come along there. Uh, will be something that I'm curious to see. So I expect to see a lot of guys I don't want to see on the ice for the first six weeks of the season or more. But it's the second be half there of all the year, season for me. Well, that's what I need to see. And that's what I'm excited about uh, about finding out. Um, you know, I, I feel like it's going to be important to have guys there that can help enforce the coaching staffs and the the organization's philosophies and expectations. Um, you know, I, I think... Uh, I've been listening to a lot of different ex-NBA player uh, podcasts recently, and some of the things that they've mentioned, and it's really changed my perspective a bit on this Flyers team, is how grateful they were for guys who were past the time of really deserving minutes, um, but they were still there, and they were still there in, in this leadership capacity to help teach them not only the ways to succeed on the court, but how to be smart and stay out of trouble off the court. And I think the same can be said for hopefully what some of these veteran guys can do uh, in ways of teaching them how to see the game differently on the ice, to play the game differently on the ice, uh, and then also to, to kind of grow up and, and be, you know, very mature, young 18, 19, 20, up to like 23-year-old men. Um, so I'm a little more open-minded than, than what I was a couple weeks back. I get it. I have roles. I was a big proponent of kind of keeping Scott Lawton for that reason. You sure. Know. But, Ironically, the one guy I would have moved just because of value. Like, um, you know, my no, favorite no, fucking flyer of. Yeah. Lawton is one of my right favorites now, as well like, over the last, you know, pretty much since the beginning in all honesty. I was a big proponent same, of him long right? before anybody I, else was. But, I know. I got his first goal autographed there. But uh, I don't know. I, I think uh, we'll see how the roster cuts breakdown here i think a lot of these guys have earned it and if they haven't earned it it's just time they get a fucking look to know what you have on a lot of this stuff and you know guys like sealer install like they serve purposes they you know they're not completely and utterly useless especially stall who's got the connection with tortorella like i understand what it is they're doing here but when you have such an abundance of talent that kind of needs those nhl minutes the zamola and adder are specifically ones there and it's just like you know, you, the coach is going to favor these guys. Uh, that's the kind of thing that if this starts happening during the season... That's what I need to see. Zamul is in the bench and Adder's in the AHL while Sealer and Stahl are playing every night. I'm not going to be a happy fucking camper. I don't care what kind of help they provide off the ice. You need to get your shit together and develop your kids and rebuild. You know? So, we'll see. But, uh, I don't know. I've been very bitter on this season already just because I can't fucking i just know they're gonna fuck it up because the philadelphia flyers is what they do <laughs> but you know well, what i'm looking forward to is if they fuck it up the nhl level you know and addered and brink and all these guys are back in the ahl i'm still a fan of season ticket holder product. i re-upped i get to watch a good product this year so you know for the betterment of the franchise they still suck but for personally at least i get to watch some good hockey so one way or the sure. other I, I guess i get to deal with it but you know just uh 
do this shit right. There you go. Do that shit right. Um, <clears throat> this person says, Four Flyer Side Chat! Oh! So you thought that this magical author forgot about you two in your weird fucking quest to get your souls back? Well, it doesn't <laughs> matter what you think! I'm here to inform you that rumors of my demise have been greatly exaggerated. That's right, it's spooky season, baby. And that means that this weird, wild, fucked up little fever dream of yours is back! And the one, the only one star flyer side chat! That's hurtful, it still fucking pisses me off. That's right! Care. Next week, the long-running storybook adventure filled with ant sex, penis-loving pirates, lone sharks that are literally sharks, clams that love to jam, and horny little bucket that loves to get shit on returns to Flyerside Chat. <laughs> will Shane and Dan be able to get their souls back, or will they just end the podcast so they don't have to suffer through this shit anymore? They don't have a fucking choice unless Shane gets arrested for kidnapping more children. See you next week, meatbag. <laughs> Sincerely, Gruntilda. Love it. I was wondering Absolutely if we were going to get more on that. Hey, I'm looking forward to season two of this. That's what I assume this is, by the way, is seasons. Uh, this person says, how many burgers would a kachuk chuck if a kachuk could chuck burger? I didn't have a brain hemorrhage reading that, I swear. That's what it says. You're about to after another sip of that. <sighs> I love alcohol. Sure you do. Um, I'm not going to love it tomorrow morning, but I love it right now. But hey, it's early days of training. You're supposed to throw up. Yeah, I got to get my shit together. We got the Christmas show in 10 weeks. You do. I'm so excited. <laughs> um, <clears throat> how, how many, many burgers? burgers would a kachuk kachuk if a kachuk could kachuk burgers? First that of takes all, all think, of my brain power to read that. I think Matthew kachuk eats 48 burgers it could be brady it, it could be it could be keith but then it's a significantly lesser amount i think that if we're talking about one we're talking about math <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> this person says hey guys you must be famous i know this is true because i see your faces on the internet and even sometimes in my dreams was that the end of it? No, that's more. I just oh, okay. Fucking. <laughs> I'm a huge fan of celebrity culture. Question. Uh, Dan, if I see you out on a public event, that's just a game of the greatest professional hockey team in Pennsylvania, the Lehigh Valley Phantoms, will you sign my boobs? Follow-up question. If Shane is not with you when I happen upon your glorious continence, countenance, Countenance, count, countenance. We're gonna pretend I know what that means. Will you forge a signature on my ample bosom? Yes, I am a man, my guy. Bet. Holy shit! The end of that gave me a fucking aneurysm. <laughs> you, I, Fuck. I wish this was a video podcast. You can see my Shane's guy just then. And bet. Holy <laughs> shit! I am fucking breaking fist holding this goddamn microphone right now so hard holy I've shit i was two seconds like away that. from saying i'd sign your unit buddy i don't even care to sitting here saying i will punch you in the throat i will throat punch the shit out of you i will damage that esophagus holy my guy and that <laughs> fuck oh fuck fuck
All right. <clears throat> Just wait for a second. My All right. My resting heart rate for the day is 70. I can't imagine why you're in therapy. And we're at 90. First of all, 70 is not terrible. Uh, but we are at 92 right now. Ad says 90. <laughs> and my resting for the day, just so you know, I'm not lying, hmm. is fucking 70. So instantly, I hear my guy and bet, and my heart rate jumps up to 90 fucking two. <coughs> um, oh, God. Yeah, hey, see me in public, I'll sign something. Sure. Yeah. It better be a boob. Uh, I think we got a phone call. Wait, get a fine tip sharpie, and I'll sign the outskirts of your areola. I feel like that's the, that's the signature that everyone needs. That or the outskirts of your balloon knot. That one's a Dan one, but only the best from Flyerside Chat. <laughs> Could you imagine being in that little parking structure after the Flyer? phantoms game and just seeing me and you signing buttholes <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh god maybe some goose shots <clears throat> be like lift your sack kid i got you <clears throat> luckily i got the right mic for this one this week so. oh we got a voicemail all right are you drunk again and Dan, uh, it's me, Evil Mike, calling you. I heard last week's show. I just wanted to give you a heads up, a big thumbs up, two big thumbs up from this Canadian boy here. Just to say, you guys did a fantastic job on that F. Mary Kill segment. I can't believe that both of you both said you didn't kill me, which is awesome. I can't believe it. I'm kind of a cerebral guy. So I was kind of thinking about it all weekend long, you know, all week. I was humming and hawing and thinking it over and pondering. I'm up here in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. I kind of have a little bit of time on my hands, you know, kind of going off the grid, as they would say, after losing my job a couple weeks ago. Just wanted to know, uh, Shane, there's any uh, position potentially available at your uh, place of employment? I'm uh, really good at team building. Okay, I'm really good at getting people together, really good at figuring out how to make people work together as a cohesive unit, okay, as a team. So uh, I've been up here, you know, flipping through my phone, looking through some pictures, you know what I mean? And uh got to say, pretty fucking boring. I don't like looking at my pictures, you know? Just uh, living in the past, you know, days gone by. I'd much rather look at other people's phones, okay? Get to know them on a personal level, right? Get to know their families. Get to know all this kind of stuff, okay? Do it makes some tick, you know what I mean? So I can do that for your workplace. So if you could uh, kindly put in a good word to your supervisor, your manager, or the CEO of your company, I'd much appreciate it. I'm definitely available. I could totally, totally make myself available for an interview. And I think I'd be a tremendous asset to your institution. Give me a call back, boys. Cheers. First of all, I am the one who does all of the hiring and, and such for, for this company. Uh, so you're hired. You leave, that is the interview right there. Uh, I need to know who is around you and hears you leave these three-minute-long messages. 
I could just imagine evil Mike's fucking family sitting there like this fucking guy going off again. I it would be fucking brilliant to me to sit there and have the, the camera in the background to view your family's faces whilst leaving us these voicemails. Uh, second off, uh, for my company, I can't tell you how much I would love someone to bring this team together. I think you are the perfect one. I think there's nothing more that a bunch of second career gentlemen need than their phones gone through. To get them to know the inner workings of their mind to the fullest potential. That's the only way we get all that we can get out of these gentlemen. So even Mike, I am here for it. Tell you what, you send me a resume. I feel like your last stop was a short one. Why don't you exclude that? But maybe your previous three stops. You tell me what you got. We'll put you on the payroll. Love you, buddy. So we both guy. All right. She takes another long drink. What's the fucking problem? Staying hydrated. I've been sick all day. <clears throat> really, all week. All month at this point. Sure. Yeah, all right. I see what you did there. I thought you said we had a lot of shit. Is that, is, is that everything? I was waiting for you to finish drinking, fool. That calls me fool. Unbelievable. My guy. The dog has left the room. So is my patience. <clears throat> guy says my guy. What a jackass. Uh, 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 oh, hold on. Let me get back to the, it's like, why is nothing loading? Da. Uh, as Parson says, would you do collaborations with other podcasts? That's a you question. I mean, so the thing on collaborations, it's very difficult for two established shows to intermingle regularly mainly due to kind of scheduling stuff, typically speaking. Um, you know, making a guest spot is one thing, but, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, two of the most popular shows on this network have been collaborations. You know, Angry Negative Show with Jim, and then, you know, Flyers 80 with Anthony. You know, Anthony's a part of the brand. He's been here since season one, but he also has interests elsewhere, you know, and his, his career takes off. We went from doing two shows a week to one show every two weeks, essentially, just for timing problems. And, you know, if, you know, ANN did not end the way that it ended, I highly doubt we would be working together today just because we've kind of taken two different paths sure. to the chances in our career. So... I mean, you can, I would be open to working with other people, even though I fucking hate most of the people in the scene today, but <laughs> like, it's possible, but trying to make that like a full-time thing, you know, if I were to go out and get somebody from a different show and kind of have a, you know, intermixed segment, um, it is possible, I suppose, but it's not something that, you know, is, could, could be, you know, the easiest thing in the world to, to make happen at this point, so... I don't know. It's not possible. I'd be open to it, but 
Now, are they saying they want this show to bring on an additional person, or are you saying, or are they implying the brand as a whole? Like, would you be open to? The question was, would you collaborating? Would with you do collaborations with other podcasts? So I don't know if they were talking about this show specifically or okay. just in general. I have no idea. Fair enough. I was going to say I don't know who the hell would come on. I was going to say there's not another uh, not another uh, show out there like Flyerside Chat to collaborate with. Uh, yeah, not that I know we're, of. We're a, one of a kind, to say the least. <laughs> um, yeah, an acquired taste. One some would say. Um, but uh, but yeah, all right. Uh, this person says, "How many times did it take for you to pass your driver's test?" Once. Uh, I don't remember what the number was, but it was more than once. Like, uh, like, like. Parallel parking. Like a lot. Like, like, like a lot. Yeah. It's a good thing you didn't get that Corvette. No. I'm queer. We can't drive. It's well documented. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. No, I, um. Yeah, I passed the first. First time, uh, and I'll tell you what, I remember being 16, you know, going and getting your license, right? Uh, you know, I, I pull up into the parking lot. Is are you? Is that you again? The, yeah, so downside of this microphone is it does not appreciate yeah. the phone being in the vicinity of it, yeah. Vicinity, huh? um, how, how far away you want to get this fucking thing? Very strange, man. God, I'm actually uh, glasses on today. I do this for across <laughs> the room. But uh, pulled up. And I see a another person taking her driver's test, and she gets out of the car, and she's crying. So I was like, this is a great fucking sign. So I walk in you know, to, to get signed in, uh, and the way the person said good luck to me was like a this guy passes no one mm. vibe. So I'm like, well, here we fucking go. This is something. Um, and... Uh, yeah, got in. Take the test. No problem. Get out. I'm waiting. He tells me all the things that I, you know, that he thinks that I did not perfect. He didn't say wrong. Not perfect. Um, and so I'm just sitting here waiting for him to be like, you fucking failed. Um, and he was just like, you passed. Take your paperwork up front. I'm like, great. So I got out and I just see two other people on the curb also crying because they didn't make it or didn't pass it. And I'm like, it's driving. But now that I have gotten almost two decades on the road, I can confidently say most of you people should get fucking failed today. Mm-hmm. I think everyone's a piece of shit driver. Can confirm. Uh, this person says, have you ever thought about changing the all right, everybody intro? Why? What the fuck's wrong with that? You got a problem with my fucking all right, everybody? Oh, all right, everybody. Welcome to... What the fuck would I change it to? I, it's a, I think it's such a... And people who don't podcast or don't do radio of any type of anything, uh, they don't know how difficult it is to come up with a catchy and unique to you recognizable introduction or even outro. I think once you establish something that works for you, that that fits your voice, like it's something that that you stick with and you don't change. Um, 
You know, so, Howdy! It's Flyer Son Chat! We're going to do that from now on. Definitely don't do that. <laughs> that, to me, is unacceptable. Um, but no, like I said, I, and you, this is how you open stuff up, and it works. It's Flyer Son Chat, my guy! Bet! Even he hates it. <laughs> He's up there shaking shit off. No, I'm keeping all right, everybody. Fuck y'all. Uh, this person says, is Shane a vlogger? A what? Vlogger. A video no. blogger, Shane. No. Uh, it just took me a second to put that together. Um, no, I, I am not. Does Shane look like a guy who is out there going, hey, everybody, we're here at the fucking donut shop today eating seven donuts. As a snack. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Um, would do that, by the way. By the way, speaking of donuts. Uh, so. Wait, did I, I, I may have tweeted about this. I can't even remember. Um, I in the same like hour or so, my wife confidently basically called me fat in, in so many words. Um because she loves me, uh, and then didn't know that I like donuts. Like, did not know that it was my favorite, like, pastry type of item on the planet. We've been together for, like, 10 years. I have had to have eaten, at this point, given my size, I'd say at least three figures worth of donuts in front of her in these 10 (laughs) years. And somewhere it didn't click. What the fuck? I was so angry at her for not knowing that. I mean, how, what? Look at me. You like kale or something or something? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> I don't think anyone's ever looked at me and said, your favorite food's kale. This guy's a vegan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> this guy lives exclusively on donuts. Oh, I See? That to me, it makes sense. I'm, I'm not saying you're <laughs> right. I like a donut. Um, but... Uh, but yeah, no, it made me laugh. I was like, how? Uh, this person says, what's more likely, Dan hitting a home run off of Otani or striking Otani out? Otano is what they actually said, but I assume they mean Otani. <sighs> wow. Hmm. I It would have to be you striking him out. The hardest thing to do in, in sports, it's been, I, I, it's said at nauseum, is hitting a round ball with a round bat. It's so fucking hard and you think that you can hit a 103 mile an hour fastball off of one of the more electric pitchers in the game out of a ballpark of major league size it's the dumbest thing i've ever heard you say you've said a lot of dumb shit man i can do it you absolutely cannot do it i can do both i you couldn't hit a home run off me in a little league field I could do both. Absolutely. I could strike him out and bottom of the next inning we are hitting home run. It would be more likely for you to develop a knuckleball and teach yourself how to throw that in there three times and hope and pray (laughs) that he gets a little too excited and he whiffs. He just said arm surgery. I bet I could hit a home run right now. He could throw left-handed right now. You know what? He could throw with his foot. And still strike you out. Mm. You don't have nearly enough confidence in me. 
you do not look like a guy who is overly athletic. Not particularly, but I'm confident, and thus I will succeed. <sighs> Unlike Got you, it. Mr. I never hit home run. That's why your baseball career never took off. You approach the field with that kind of confidence. No wonder why. I'm arguably the best hitter in my league every single year. Oh, no. Those people The best hitter in my Shohei league full Otani. of fucking 40-year-olds. However, First of all, I'm what a record. one college athletes, so fucking calm down. Um, Were you drafted, Shane? I was not drafted. Well, there you go. <laughs> I get a home run off Otani. Were you drafted, Dan? I opted out <laughs> into of the military to <laughs> I actually cared more about my education, so I stayed uh sure you did. That is the third time, by the way, your dog has walked up the stairs and I don't think I've Steph seen her walk home. down yet. And what? I don't think you ever saw him walk down the stairs. He just continuously goes back up. <laughs> Basically. Now Steph got home in the middle of the show. Um and uh, he just knows that she's home, so he keeps going upstairs and trying to see her. They're best buds. <clears throat> was that was that it for the questions? That was it. Yeah. Okay, all right. I could do it. I could home run off a time. It can't be that hard. I real. I honestly think that you and I should go out and just let's see if you can hit like eighty ish 8085 first I, I think that you're grossly under or overestimating yourself and underestimating Shohei Otani a guy who is probably the closest thing to a Babe Ruth-esque player that we're ever going to see ever again he's insane People have hit home runs off Otani before. I could do it. People have that make millions of dollars because they too are professional baseball players. It's professional baseball. It can't be that fucking hard. It's professional bowling is difficult. Who do you think you are? I am. Professional tiddlywinks. My favorite video. Professional tiddlywinks. Oh, God. You need some confidence, Shane. That's your problem in life. I have confidence where it is warranted. Mm. I do. Name something, and I'll tell you if I'm confident in myself to perform adequately. A, uh, eating a pickle. I Absolutely not. There you go. No confidence. There is, I I am confident in my inability to do that. See the spin? (laughs) Teach you something about confidence. Fuck stick. I need more alcohol. I think you don't. (laughs) I think you're going (laughs) to ask someone else about something about pickles. Oh, sweet Jesus, well, man. 
We're somehow an hour and seven minutes into the show. There you go. We got through it. And there are no more youths out there trying to kill me. Start seeing people standing outside my back door just... References that don't make sense to people who don't know Sim. Nope. I know. I saw the nothing that's going on in your eyes. (laughs) 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 All right, everyone. We'll call it a fucking day here. Um, I don't know who I'll be back with this week. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I actually have no idea. Um, but I'm sure we'll be back with someone sometime, eventually. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, plenty of shit up on the website, brotherlypocket.com. At Dan the Flyer Vader, Brotherly Pocket, Brotherly underscore pod. And uh, you, too, can text us about your favorite pickles. 267-227-0328. Shane! Uh, Shane! Jesus. Uh, you guys can get me on Twitter. It's at Billy Meats. That's M E A T S. Um, yeah. Uh, what I need going going forward are, are just continued angry Mike and uh, shitty little bucket collabs. That's that's the collaboration that I need that I'm after. Uh, <laughs> but um, no, thank you guys. Uh, anything that you guys submit and send in um, helps us helps the show. So. Uh, 267-227-0328. All right, everyone. Until next time, goodbye and good night.